Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever this is podcast, we welcome you to the Genius Cast. Hopefully you're having a fantastic start of your week. We're sitting at the middle of the week. It is Wednesday. We're taping our Wednesday podcast, getting you ready for week eight. We're going to take a first look at the games upcoming this weekend, talk about the uh, the trades that occurred, Mohamed Sanu to the Patriots, Emmanuel Sanders to the 49ers. What are some other trades that might go down? We're going to break down each of the games, kind of give you my little input on how I'm seeing them from without much research right now. It's just kind of a, an early look. Obviously, I'm, I'm working on my research now for my rankings and my game-by-game breakdown, but I'm going to give you my initial thoughts on how I'm looking at these games without much research going into it. And again, on Friday, we'll go more into these games in more detail. But today's version, we're just going to do a quick podcast, talk about the games, get you on the right track for both season-long and DFS. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and jump right on into today's podcast, and let's go ahead and begin. If you've not followed us over on Instagram, please give us a follow. We are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. On Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius, and our website is always www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. If you've not taken a look at our mastermind chat, definitely think that's something you want to definitely take a look at. If you want to just have another person to talk fantasy sports with, fantasy football, whatever the question is you have, we'll talk it out. Dynasty, season long, trade questions, roster construction, whatever it is, 24 hours I will get your question answered and get back to you and have plenty of conversations going back and forth. Most likely those questions you ask will be get answered within a couple hours. Those that have already involved with it, uh, I, I think we're having some nice communications going back and forth. So definitely, if you're interested, take a look at it. Drop us a note on Instagram. If we can help you one way or the other, let us know. Get you on board to become part of the Genius Mob. Also, have our season-long and DFS packages available, both weekly and full-season packages available. And again, our Mastermind Chat, we have that available for weekly, monthly, full-season. Week 8, a couple of big names getting traded the Patriots, we kind of knew that they were going to make a move for somebody. Looked like that I thought they were going to take make a run at Emmanuel Sanders or maybe even A.J. Green. They went after Mohamed Sanu, leaving the Atlanta Falcons, going to the Patriots. I think that's a fantastic move by the Patriots. The Patriots continue to be a team that is playing chess while the rest of us are playing checkers. They're just a fantastically ran organization there in New England. Uh, I think they, they gave up a second-round pick for uh, Mohamed Sanu. And again, that second-round pick they probably got when they traded out of the first round, so they got uh, plenty of other draft picks to go along with it as well back when they made that trade. Just a, a fantastic organization that kind of seems to do the right thing no matter what. I think Mohamed Sanu coming over to the Patriots, obviously going to help the Patriots as well. They're kind of thin at the receiver's position, especially with all the injuries going down for that team. We are going to see Nikhil Harry kind of come back, and I still think he has a stash in season-long leagues if you have the roster spot. Sanu coming over, I think, also helps the uh, Julian Edelmans. It's going to help. They don't really have a tight end they look at. Like in years past, we've seen Rob Gronkowski um, as that option there for the offense as a tight end. Don't really have that tight end that we've seen in the years past, so they rely more on the wide receivers. Sanu's a very good wide receiver. I think coming over from the Falcons, he's coming from likely the third option over in Atlanta. Now he's going to come to the Patriots. 
there's a lot of mouths to feed when everybody's healthy. But right now, the Patriots don't have a lot of healthy bodies at the wide receiver's uh, position. So once that does happen, I think it's going to affect, um, affect his fantasy version at that time. But I think right now, I think Sanu's a decent play in your season-long leagues. Definitely want to see what kind of, how much they use him this week when they do uh, um, insert him in the lineup. But I do think that, uh, for, at least for bio weeks, that kind of stuff, Sanu is definitely a player we can keep an eye on and kind of insert in our rosters if we need his face. Once we see Josh Gordon, once we see Nikhil Harry come back, then it might be a little more crowded. But for, as of right now, I think for the Patriots itself, the fantastic move. Maybe fantasy might be a little harder to, 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 to view for the Patriots. As for the Falcons, I think it opens up uh, Calvin Ridley much more. Don't have that other mouth to feed in that offense. And again, the Falcons are a bad team. So are, are they going to be able to have Matt Ryan play the entire season? Or with this ankle injury, are they going to keep him out more and more? I don't, I, I don't think it really affects the uh, offense um, too bad because this defense is really bad. If they're going to win games, they're going to contend in games, they're going to have to throw the ball, and they're going to have to throw the ball plenty. Matt Ryan or not, I think they are going to throw the ball. So I think Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Austin Hooper, they're all de- uh, fine options moving forward. And I think if you're sitting there and you need a wide receiver help, I also think that Calvin Ridley is a nice buy low option. As I talked about, they, they lose a mouth to feed there in Mohamed Sanu. That's going to open up more things for Calvin Ridley. So I think he's a decent buy low option in season-long leagues. Manuel Sanders going from the Broncos to the 49ers. I think it's a fantastic trade by both parties. Broncos are getting draft picks for the the future. They're going to get younger. They're going to get uh, uh, more depth, hopefully, for that position. As a Bronco fan, it kind of sucks that we are in rebuilding mode as a Bronco fan. But um, it's, it's something that we have to get. We have to expect. We're going to see it. It's happening now. As for the 49ers, I think it's a great move. He's going to a, a similar type of offense that he's going to. So he knows the offense. He's going to immediately go over to that as the number one option. One thing to keep in mind, though, is he has some uh, pretty tough shadow coverage corners uh, that he'll be playing the rest of the year against the 49ers. A couple against Patrick Peterson. Um, so definitely want to take a look at his schedule. So if, if, if it is someone that you that you have on your roster, maybe you want to sell high on him just because, hey, kind of, kind of say he's going to be the number one option. And again, 49ers offense is kind of a slower-paced uh, offense. So if you're expecting a big out, output from Emmanuel Sanders, I think we need to pump the brakes on that. As for football move, I think it's a fantastic move for the 49ers as a team. They get that number one option that, that they need in the offense. And I think it's going to help someone like George Kittle um, in this offense because now all that coverage maybe that was going to George Kittle because they really didn't have a tight uh, a wide receiver to kind of threat on that offense. Now they actually have one in Emmanuel Sanders. It's going to open up more and more for George Kittle, for the ground game, going to help Jimmy Garoppolo. But for fantasy purposes, for Emmanuel Sanders himself, I don't know how much it's going to help in, in fantasy-wise. But if you're a 49er fan, you absolutely love the move of Emmanuel Sanders to your team. I don't think we're done with trades. I think there are some other trades out there. One thing I did put out there, that I haven't heard any rumors on it, but we know the Carolina Panthers, they're likely going to go with Kyle Allen. Um, he's stepped in for Cam Newton, played fan, played good for, uh, for the Carolina Panthers, got the Panthers kind of going in, in the right direction with him in the lineup. So are they going to want to go back to Cam Newton, who struggled to start the season? And Kyle Allen might be the future at the quarterback position for the Panthers. So what about Panthers looking to trade Cam Newton? I think a perfect fit would be the Chicago Bears. The Bears are going nowhere with Mitchell Trubisky as their quarterback. So why not see what the uh, what it would take to get someone like Cam Newton? If they have the the, the cap space, if they have the, uh, the the picks to trade, I definitely think that's something that the, the Bears should look into because right now they're wasting that defense in Chicago. And Cam Newton, I think, is a, is a decent fit for what the Bears want to do. And again, I think the Bears, if they're going to have success, we have to see them run the ball more often with David Montgomery. 
It's a failure that we're seeing Montgomery uh, not being used the way he should be in that offense. The Bears' offense as a whole is a failure. That just shows how really how good Allen Robinson really is. He hasn't really had a, a quarterback. Um, a decent quarterback throwing the ball, and he's put up decent numbers in Jacksonville with Blake Bortles, now here in Chicago with um, uh, Mitchell Trubisky. If you can get him a quarterback that actually can uh, play the game well and kind of get him the ball, what kind of numbers can uh, can, uh, can he put up um, in this kind of offense? Absolutely love him long-term for this Bears offense. Allen Robinson is a fantastic player. We've seen it. Get him a quarterback, and we can see those numbers kind of go through the roof. So I think we're going to see a few more trades um, over the next week until this trade deadline. Um, so a lot of stuff going on. I, I still think A.J. Green, there's a decent possibility that maybe we see, see him get moved. Uh, with the Detroit Lions injury there in the uh, backfield, are they going to take a look at maybe someone like Melvin Gordon or Kenyon Drake? I think Drake's a better option to go to Miami just because of what it's going to take. Um, and if, if we can see Melvin Gordon get traded away from the Chargers, I think that would be a fantastic for fantasy purposes because it's going to allow Austin Eckler to go back to the role that he was we, before Melvin Gordon came back from his, uh, from his holdout. We saw uh, Eckler putting up solid numbers. He's still putting up decent numbers as a PPR option because of what he's doing in the passing game. But if Melvin Gordon's not in the picture there in, in, for the Chargers, I would absolutely love it if you're an Eckler owner, but I don't think uh, Gordon's going anywhere. I think the best fit for the Dolphins, uh, I mean, for the uh, Lions likely is to uh, take a look at someone like Kenyon Drake. We know that the Miami Dolphins are playing for the future. They're playing for that first round pick, uh, first overall pick this year in the, in the upcoming draft. So they don't want to win football games. So they're going to try to get as much as they can out of their players. And Kenyon Drake is a player that can make uh, make another team better. And especially with the Lions l- losing on Johnson for a significant amount of time, definitely wouldn't... Uh, wouldn't be surprised if we see the Drake eventually get moved over to the uh, Detroit Lions. If we take a breakout of the games coming up, we have the Redskins and Vikings kicking off week eight Thursday night. Um, it's going to be the revenge of Kirk Cousins. Definitely think that the Vikings are going to want to run the ball with Dalvin Cook. The Redskins are not a very good uh, defense. They're not a very good team. Um, as it is, but I also think Kirk Cousins is going to want to come come out and have a, a, a nice game against his former team in the Redskins. We're going to see someone like Stefan Diggs be the vocal part of that passing game with Adam Thielen out. As for the Redskins, I don't like too much on the Redskins right now. Maybe you can take a chance on an Adrian Peterson or a Chris Thompson out of the backfield. Terry McLaurin, I think, is always in play just because of the PPR options. But again, the Vikings have a very good defense, so I think we definitely have to kind of keep our our, uh, our expectations a little low for McLaurin uh, this week just because of the defense he's going into. Um, if I, but if I have to pick, I'm likely going to go with the ground game over the passing game in the Minnesota, even though it is a revenge game for Cousins. I do think we can still, like I said, I think we can see Cousins have that monster game. But if I'm picking one or the other, I'm going Cook over the passing game in Minnesota. Broncos and Colts. We talked about the Broncos trading Emmanuel Sanders. That's going to open up a lot of things for this young offense. I think we're going to see more out of Cortland Sutton. We're going to see more out of Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, Royce Freeman might be looked at a little more. Uh, Philip Lindsay. There's a lot of young talent. Uh, Noah Fant, we're going to have to see much more out of him as well in the passing game. I don't know if that's going to happen this year. I think the only player that we can truly trust in this offense moving forward is, is uh, Cortland Sutton and maybe to an extent Philip Lindsay. 
The Broncos are going through uh, growing pains. They're definitely going to have some struggles, especially if they do decide to go away from Joe Flacco and kind of see what they have in the young quarterback um, lock. I think we're definitely going to see some struggles on this offense. But I think Cortland Sutton's a player that I think we can trust most weeks now that he is the true number one option for the Denver Broncos. And down the road, I think there are some slate-breaking games for Noah Fant and DFS. If you play DFS, I definitely think there's some games that we might be able to see Noah Fant kind of break out and kind of break a slate with a couple touchdowns. We just don't know when it's going to happen. So if you're a DFS player, you play many lineups, I think playing Fant on a weekly basis is a, is a smart thing to do because I think one of these weeks he is going to kind of break out at the position. As for the Colts, I think you can play anybody on the Colts. The Broncos' defense is not what it used to be in years past. Von Miller's not that dominating um, edge edge uh, edge rush that we've seen in the years past. Is it because he's not being used the way he should be? Or maybe he just is ready to... Um, maybe he's not giving his all. I don't. I don't know. I would. I would hope that's not the latter part of it. I maybe he's get, not going to use the way he should. But the Broncos' defense is not what it was in the past. So I think we can play anybody in the in the Colts' um, offense. Jacoby Brissett's looked nice, especially with the uh, recent the the. The last-second retirement of Andrew Luck. I thought this Colts team was going to kind of struggle this year. That has not been the case. Brissett's been very solid as a quarterback position. The Broncos do struggle at stopping the run, so I think Marlon Mack has a nice game this weekend. And again, T.Y. Hilton, I think if the Broncos are going to shadow, and, and if even Chris Harris is there, that Chris Harris is also a player that we're hearing rumors about possibly getting traded. But if, if Harris is there, he's likely going to shadow T.Y. Hilton. So maybe Zach Pascal has another nice game in him for the Colts this week. Next up, we have the Seahawks and the Falcons. Um, this is a game I think the, the Seahawks are going to dominate, especially if Matt Ryan can't go. I think you can start anybody. One of my favorite quarterbacks this week is Russell Wilson. He can get it done with his feet and his arm. Um, but again, if the Seahawks get out to a big lead, I definitely don't see the Seahawks passing the ball. They're a team that once they do get up big, they're going to run the ball. They're not like the Patriots where they just keep cramming it, cramming it down your throat. The Seahawks do run the ball much more than they do pass the ball, especially when they have the lead. As for the Falcons, I think you can still play your Julio Joneses, your Calvin Ridley's, your Austin Hoopers, no matter who the quarterback player is. Another I talked about earlier, I think it's going to help Calvin Ridley kind of get more looks, and I think he's a buy low in season long if you do need a, quarterback, a wide receiver help. I definitely think Calvin Ridley is a buy low option. But for this week, I think we halter our expectations on the Falcons just to kind of see what's going to happen. If Matt Ryan isn't going to play, I definitely think we definitely have to harp, uh, uh, limit those expectations. But I still think we can get production out of those um, normal talents, the, the Julio Joneses, the Calvin Ridley's, and the Austin Hoopers. Austin Hooper has been one of the best, if not the best, tight end in football. So I think he's going to continue that moving forward this week as well. Next up, Eagles and the Bills. I think this is going to be a very good game. Buffalo is sitting at 5-1, and one, one of the surprise teams in the league this year. With the Eagles having a pretty good rush defense, I think this is another game that we're going to see Josh Allen kind of uh, have, have a pretty good game. We've, we've seen big games out of Josh Allen. He's another one of those players that can have slate-breaking ability. A combination of uh, Josh Allen to Josh Brown and GPPs is very likely going to happen on, on, on a few of my rosters this week. As for the Eagles, Carson Wentz, I think even, even though the Bills are a good defense, Carson Wentz does have uh, that high-ceiling uh, game in him no matter who he plays. So I do like Carson Wentz. And eventually we are going to see Zach Ertz get back to doing what Zach Ertz does. Um, I think it might be this week against the Buffalo Bills. I don't hate either offense. If I'm picking one or the other, I do like the Bills offense a little better, a little more because of the uh, struggles the Eagles secondary does have against the pass. Next up, Chargers and the Bears. The Bears continue to struggle. 
Chargers don't know what their identity is. I think we see the Bears defense kind of get back to their dominating self in this game. I think they do kind of shut down this Chargers uh, offense. And I, and I think the same thing can say, be said about the Chargers defense, who we thought maybe coming into the year they would have one of the underrated defenses. They haven't really shown it on, a, on a, any given week. They've had some decent games, but they haven't put any uh, monster games together. Against a Bears horrible offense, I think the Chargers can get a, a – get some sacks get some turnovers so I do like both defenses more than I do the offenses on either side of the ball and I think for moving forward as we're seeing with Austin Eckler maybe he's not getting the ball as much as he should on the ground but he's be- he's much better at uh, re- out of the backfield as a pass catcher so I think as in PPR leagues Eckler is still a fine uh, flex option Melvin Gordon on the other hand I don't think he is even I don't, I don't even know if I trust him as an RB2 right now the the charges just don't look like they know what their identity is. They're a better team without Melvin Gordon out there. They seem to be struggling right now. And I and hopefully for the Chargers, and if you're a fantasy owner for some of these players on the Chargers team, maybe Melvin Gordon get, does get moved. I don't think it's going to happen. So it's, I think it's going to be a struggling year this year unless we see Melvin Gordon get back to that dominating self that we saw in years past. Next up, the Giants and the Lions. I think this is the game that we can possibly see a kind of a sneaky shootout. The Lions do have a decent defense, but I think the Giants can get uh, kind of get going, especially with Saquon Barkley. If they get Sterling Shepard back, they got Evan Ingram, they got Golden Tate, they got some nice weapons there on the offense with Daniel Jones, aka Danny Dimes. So I don't hate the Giants' offense. As for the Lions, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay away from the, the ground game with Carryon Johnson out. Yes, they do have, I think it's Ty Williams is a running back there for the Detroit Lions. I don't like the ground game for Detroit moving forward. I think it's going to be passing game. We're going to see Stafford kind of put the ball up more often. I do like Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones this week against a bad Giants defense. Next up, we have the Buccaneers and the Titans. Buccaneers coming off the bye. I think this is a game that we can kind of see Jameis Winston kind of bounce back from that horrible game that he had before he went into the bye week. The Titans do have a good ground, a rush defense, but I think their pass defense can be had at times. I do like Jameis Winston and company to kind of have a decent afternoon. As for the Titans, going going up against the Buccaneers defense, I definitely think the Titans do have the ability to kind of put some decent numbers in the passing game. Now that Marcus Mariota is not the starting quarterback there, I definitely think that the passing game in Tennessee can kind of get going, especially against a very suspect Tampa Bay defense. Bengals and Rams playing, I think they're over there in London. Bengals are a bad team. I don't think we can trust anybody on that roster moving forward. Even Joe Mixon, yes, I was all in on Joe Mixon. That's my bad. Definitely wish he was a better play this year, but that offensive line is horrible. Joe Mixon's not getting it done. Uh, unfortunately, I think if you have better options, Joe Mixon is going to be riding your bench. Hopefully, you have more options than you have Joe Mixon. Don't have to start him. I have him in one league where I have to start him, and it's kind of struggling that in, in that season, none, none to say the less. Um, as for the Rams, I think we're going to see the Rams get the ground game going against this Bengals defense. I absolutely love Todd Gurley this week, and I do like the passing game, but I am much higher on Todd Gurley than I am the passing game in Los Angeles. Next up, the Cardinals and the Saints. Possibility of seeing Drew Brees back. Possibility of seeing Alvin Kamara back from his one-game absence. This is a game I think I'm likely going to stay away from completely just because I don't know how much the uh, Cardinals are going to be able to hang with the, the, the Saints. Saints are playing fantastic football, both sides of the ball. This defense is dominating defense. I don't like much on the Arizona side of things if you don't have to play anybody over there. And again, with that David Johnson news last week, it's kind of snake bitten. I want to play anybody on that uh, ground game. Um, Chase Edmonds, I think, is a, is a decent PPR option. If you if we do hear that David Johnson isn't going to play, no matter what happens, I think uh, uh, Chase Edmonds can be a nice uh, 
PPR option if there's no David Johnson. Other than that, I don't like much on the Arizona side of the ball. As for the Saints, I think you can play your normal normal people. You can play your Michael Thomases. If Count Kamara plays, obviously you can play Kamara. That's about as far as I'm going to go. Even if Drew Brees does play, I likely won't have many shares of him just because we don't know how healthy he truly is when he comes back. I think it will be better for the Saints if they let him sit out one more week and let Teddy Ridgewater uh, take on the Cardinals in this game. Next up, the Jets and the Jaguars. They'll close out the early games on Sunday. Um, with the Jets hopefully bouncing back from their quarterback seeing ghosts. Never want to hear your quarterback being uh, heard on the sideline saying that he saw ghosts against a defense like the Patriots. Yes, the defense against Patriots, I think they can make anybody see ghosts the way they're playing football this year, but you definitely don't want to hear your starting quarterback talking about seeing ghosts on the sideline there in the Monday night game in front of everybody. I think it's going to be another game we're going to see Leonard Fournette kind of go off. I mean, with the volume that Leonard Fournette is having in the start this year, he's seen the volume that we saw during the prime peak uh, Le'Veon Bell days. And the numbers that he's involved in the pass game, involved in the ground game, just the volume alone by Fournette makes him a, uh, one of the better starts every, every each and every week. Um, I don't see a reason why this week's no different. Love Fournette this week. Love Fournette moving forward. This is why he was one of my high uh, players this year that I wanted to have plenty of shares with. I hit on Fournette, and unfortunately I failed on the Joe Mixon side of things there. As for the passing game, I think you can still play DJ Shark. You can play D.D. Westbrook. You can play Garden Minshew, but I'm more higher. I'm, I'm, at, I'm, I'm obviously going to be higher on Leonard Fournette than I am the passing game, but I think you can play any, any member there on the Jacksonville Jaguars offense against a... A decent, but not uh, not very. They're not bad, but they're not really good either. Jets defense there in New York. Afternoon games. We're going to start off with the Panthers and the 49ers. Every week's uh, Christian McCaffrey is a uh, cheat code in fantasy. Seems like there's two cheat codes. There's either Christian McCaffrey and there's uh, New England defense. If you, if you have both of them, you're likely sitting at a very comfortable record in fantasy. So is this week going to be the week that we maybe see Christian McCaffrey struggle against the 49ers? Very good rush defense. Very good defense in the first place. They're not getting to talk like they should. This defense is legit over there in San Francisco. But McCaffrey is, this year, is the, one of, if not the best running back in football. You can make a case for him or you can make a case for Dalvin Cook. I'm giving the edge to Christian McCaffrey just because Christian McCaffrey has been fantastic on a weekly basis. He's been the cheat code, as I talked about. Seven touchdowns on the ground already this year. Um, uh, I think, personally, I think it's going to be Christian McCaffrey. I think uh, a, a player like McCaffrey is hard to stop, and I think even the 49ers are going to have a hard time stopping him on, in this offense. But I don't think he's going to have one of those blow-up games. So if you're playing DFS, I don't think McCaffrey is a must in your, in your, in your uh, lineups this week. But it is Chris McCaffrey. He can go off at any time. Um, as for the 49ers, Talk about the addition of Emmanuel Sanders. I don't think he's going to do much this week. Um, they'll probably uh, insert him, obviously, to, to, to get him accustomed to it, but I think he's going to be much more of a kind of a wait and see for me moving forward. Ground game, Te- uh, Tevin Coleman still is my guy that, that I want in that ground game. Matt Breda hasn't really had much to go outside of that one, that, that one Monday night game where he kind of went off in that game. Outside of that, it's been pretty much the Tevin Coleman show when he's healthy. I think Coleman is the player that I want on that offense and obviously George Kittle on a weekly basis. Next up, the Browns and the Patriots. The Patriots continue to play these teams that I think they're going to continue to dominate. 
The defense is ridiculous. They're putting up, they're getting sacks, they're getting turnovers, putting up monster numbers on a weekly basis. I don't see that changing this week. The Browns do give the ball up. They do give up sacks. Um, I see a rough day in line for Mr. Baker Mayfield. I do like Nick Chubb against this defense. I think Nick Chubb, if, if the Browns are smart, they're going to try to get Nick Chubb going early and often and try to keep him uh, rolling, the, moving the ball so they can kind of keep the Patriots off the ball. But that's easier said than done. That's about the only one that I'm going to be starting on the Browns. If I have an option other than Odell Beckham, I'm likely going to be looking at it. I just don't know if he's going to have much of a game there against the Patriots. We know the Patriots do like to take out one of the better players of the opposing team, and that's going to likely be Beckham. I don't hate Jarvis Landry just because I think the attention that Beckham's going to take, not going to touch Mr. Baker Mayfield at all this this week. As for the Patriots, Sonny Michelle, I think Michelle is a sell high. If you do have Sonny Michelle off that three touchdown uh, performance, if you can get anything uh, substantial for him, I definitely think he's worth the sell high. You might be able to get something out of him just because of name value and the big game coming off of. As for this week, if you do have Michelle, I think he is in line for a, um, possibly a, another good game against the Browns defense. Obviously, you can start t- Tom Brady, Julian Edelman. Um, don't I don't think we're going to see Josh Gordon back. I, I think I'm going to want to wait and see on Mohamed Sanu. But if you if you need, need a tight end just because of a week or, or injuries or whatever it be, I think Muhammad Sanu can have a decent game, but it is going to be his first game on this offense, and the Patriots do. Um, if you don't, want, don't know what you're doing, they are not going to put you in the game, so if it's taking him a little time, we can see a little struggle early from Muhammad Sanu, but I think he's going to do fine for the Patriots moving forward. Raiders and Texans. Uh, coming into the year, obviously, uh, Deshaun Watson was my top quarterback. I don't see a reason why he can't be the top quarterback this week as well. Absolutely love Watson. Love DeAndre Hopkins. Kenny Stills uh, with the injury to Will Fuller. Um, hopefully, you listen to me, and I thought Kenny Stills was one of the uh, uh, top pickups in your waiver wire this, this, this week with the news that we're likely going to see Will Fuller miss a significant amount of time, at least a couple of games. As for the Raiders, love Josh Jacobs. I think Josh Jacobs can do, um, do some stuff against the Texans' defense on the ground and through the air. That's about all I'm going to go with the, with the Raiders. As, when we talked about the Texans, obviously Watson passing games is where I want to go with for the Texans. Packers and the Chiefs, first game with Noma Holmes for the Chiefs. That's going to bring in Matt Moore. I think it's going to affect the Travis Kelsey. It's going to affect the Sammy, the Sammy Watkins if he can healthy. Obviously, it's going to affect the... Um, the, the other parts of, the, of the, the passing game and the ground game. Yes, he looked good against a bad Broncos defense when he came in for the injured Mahomes last week, but I think he, uh, we're going to see Matt, Matt Moore not be as uh, solid as we was last, last, last week. People didn't know he was going to come into the game. Obviously, they're, they're, they're planning for Patrick Mahomes. So now that we know that Mahomes is the guy on the sideline and it's going to be Matt Moore, I think the Packers are going to be able to contend him a little bit. And the Packers defense is kind of underrated. They're a little better than people think they are. And I think Aaron Rodgers is in for a big game. I think Rodgers is going to, not, it's going to be hard to duplicate his six touchdowns from a week ago, but I definitely think Rodgers can have another solid game. Only players on the Green Bay Packers that I think are every week starters are Rodgers and Aaron Jones. And once Devontae Adams does come back, I think he's obviously a must start every week as well. But the ball just gets spread around too much for the other pass catchers to kind of rely on any one of them and try them in your lineup. Rodgers and Jones and then once Adams comes back are the only options that I truly think that are startable each and every week. Obviously, Geronimo Allison, um, Valdez Scantling, um, 
Lazard, those kind of players, if you need the help, they can get in there because they, they can't have a big game, but we just don't know where it's going to come from. That's why I think that they're not uh, automatic starts. They're not like the Rodgers, Jones, and Adams. But if you do need the help, they're obviously definitely worth the look and the spot just because Rodgers is going to get plenty of people involved. And who knows if they're the ones that are going to go off. And if you need the help, you can obviously do worse than what they are there. And they'll close out these uh, week eight matchups with the Dolphins and Steelers. Another snooze fest game in primetime. I think it's going to be a Steelers um, dominating fashion. I think the defense is going to uh, destroy the Dolphins' offense. We know we know the Dolphins are looking for the end of the year. They're looking for that number one overall pick. So we're not going to see much out of this offense. As for the Steelers' offense, I think uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner. And even maybe Mason Randolph we can look at for that single-game slate, but I don't like much on the Dolphins' side of things. That's going to do it for this uh, Week 8. We'll have much more of a better breakdown on Friday when I talk about the games. When I do my game-by-game -game breakdown on Friday, this was just kind of a one, uh, an early look on what I'm looking at um, for the upcoming week. If you're playing over on DFS, I'm likely going to have something over on Instagram tomorrow about the one-game slate, kind of the, the, the way I'm looking at it. And we'll also have our Thursday throwdown article tomorrow where I kind of give you an idea of where I'm looking at for that single-game slate. So definitely keep an eye on our Instagram feed. Keep an eye on the, the website for the article to come out tomorrow. That Thursday throwdown is a free article every Thursday where we break down that game. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. And if, once again, if you're not following us on Instagram, give us a follow at fantasyfootball underscore genius underscore. Insta, uh, uh, Twitter, we are at fansportsgenius. And our website, www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. Mastermind chat, DFS, season-long league packages, all available on our site. Weekly, monthly, full-season packages available. Definitely give it a look. And if you have any questions, hit us up on Instagram. We'll try to get you in the right direction, get you part of our genius mob. Have a great day and dominate those leagues.